Welcome to Backyard Philosophy, a podcast where a couple friends grab some cold ones, sit around the fire, and talk about science, philosophy, and history. Crack one open, sit back, and get a good laugh as we discuss everything from automation to why the meaning of life is 42. What threat was so great that in World War I, the Germans and the Russians teamed up together to fight this enemy? An enemy that wasn't just attacking living soldiers, but dead ones as well? An enemy that can smell you, see you in the dark, and run you down no matter how fast you run? Wolves. Wolves, a terror on Europe's eastern border. But before I get into the tale of this terrifying wolf story, wolves lurking around in the dark, Nick... How are you, and what are you drinking? I'm doing pretty good. I got some stuff I got to do tomorrow, so I'm just rehydrating with some Gatorade. What about you? I'm drinking some nine-branded bourbon, so don't worry. My liver can handle it for both. I am a bit fascinated with World War I and World War II, and sometimes weird stories come out of those eras, this one being one of them. Wolves, for as long as humans have existed, have been a threat in some form or a matter, perhaps even more so in wartime. They smell blood, dead bodies, and screams from injured soldiers. Makes humans look like easy prey to the wolves. And I would imagine, after long conflicts, the wolves would have become conditioned or lose their fear of gunshots and loud explosions. And this story, it's not just savagery animals on the battlefield. It's not just your enemy being cruel. It's a completely new enemy on the board. So the era is World War One. It's coming to an end. But the Germans and the Russians are still fighting each other. The Germans are on the Russian line and fighting up against all of Eastern Europe. Somewhere around the Lithuanian forests, far away from quote-unquote urban cities, these two opponents would encounter a deadly enemy. The wolves, most likely the Eurasian wolf, a type of wolf commonly found in this region, smelled the carnage of war and wanted in. And in this case, anyone wanted to know what these wolves weigh. They weigh from 70 to 130 pounds and usually stand about 30 inches from paw to shoulder. They come in an assortment of fur colors, but 70 to 130 pounds, these are big puppers. Before the, wolf, before the wolves enter the battlefield, they're already having impact on it by hunting and going after livestock animals on nearby farms that would might have supplied either side and also interfering with food supply lines on the way to the front. A wagon full of meat was going over a river and through European woods. It wasn't making it to Grandma's house. But in the winter of 1917, less than a year away from the end of the war, the wolves began to be bold and make their hard push both against the Russians and the Germans. Before I proceed with this tale, it is important to note that the sources that tell this information is shaky at best. Historians do agree this event did take place, but perhaps not in the exact details. That being said, there are two different ways that this supposedly started. The first being, the Russian and German soldiers, specifically scouts, were in talks out in the forest, perhaps about a prison exchange or injured soldiers, when a pack of wolves began to rush them. Instinctively, and being soldiers, both parties fired upon the wolves. From a report within, again, a shaky foundation of truth, it is said that the Germans and Russians killed nearly 50 wolves in this exchange. Granted, wolf packs in Eastern Europe and North Asia do get to that size or even bigger, so this is possible. 
that's a lot of wolves. I think isn't the average wolf pack like between in America like seven to like twenty wolves or something? Uh, yes. So that's the gray wolf. For Eurasian wolves, this is underdeveloped Eurasia. And there are no rules. Uh, there, well, not even there's no no rules. There's no urban people. The wolves, for the most part, in this northern cold environment, have had no major predators. In fact, if I remember off the top of my head, the largest wolf pack happened in Siberia, and it was 300 plus. Or maybe they killed 300. So the wolf packs there are on another level. The second way that it had been started was the German and Russian scouts were meeting when they saw a pack of wolves eating wounded soldiers. Both sides appalled by this. Both began to fire upon the pack of wolves to save injured soldiers. One way or another, after fighting the wolves, the scouts will make a secret peace treaty, having their snipers only hunt and go after the wolves and not each other. I can just imagine a German-dressed soldier and a Russian fully-dressed soldier standing next to each other, defending themselves from wolves. Wait, you're having a wolf problem? We're having a wolf problem! This treaty of the scouts to hunt for wolves unfortunately wasn't enough. The wolves were still killing and dragging away the injured and dead bodies of the soldiers. And this is winter, I want to remind you. Food is even more scarce... And the snowy woods is the wolf's domain. Again, this isn't a largely populated region in the world. They had full reign to breed and grow as plentiful as they wish, as long as the food supply was there. And humans, well, they were on the menu. Seems like the like a bloodier version of the the killer rabbit. I feel like all these German and Russian soldiers walking past these farmers, and they're like, "You can't go in there." There's wolves in there. And they're like, wolves? We have machine guns. What are wolves going to do? And then the first wolf starts tearing their friend away, and they're running running back, getting a holy hand grenade. <laughs> well, imagine this is trench warfare. So at nighttime, when you would go crawl in no man's land to get your brothers in arms, they might be gone, or you might pop your head up and see a wolf. It's very possible a lot of people piss their pants. And it got so bad that soldiers on both sides knew that something more drastic had to be done. Something more than just snipers. So according to a New York Times article written about this in 1917, the two scout teams talked to their commanding officers. (laughs) I just imagine the conversation. Hey, uh, sir? Yes, sergeant? We need to talk about the wolves. Apparently, both frontline officers had made a mutual agreement of a ceasefire until the wolves were under control. Under control, heavy quotations on. Both sides used nearly everything at their disposal to fight the wolves. Guns, poisons, hand grenades, and yes, like you said, Nick, machine guns. And remember, this is World War I. Machine guns are extremely rare and valuable to the frontline soldiers. Instead of pointing them at their enemies, they're pointing them at wolves because they were dealing with that big of a problem. I'm just can just like, how is the most famous animal war we've all heard about? The Australians' emu war that they lost. And and this was an action. This, I mean, I guess this is just like another Russia. It's just it's so just Russian. Russia. It's like, <laughs> what are you going to do? Oh, God. Well, they kept hammering them. Uh, mortars, artillery, grenades, guns, machine guns, hunting parties. Eventually, after both sides threw nearly everything at the wolves, and I do mean everything, uh, they had to get resupplied from using so much information. They eliminated enough of the wolves, enough threat, to go back to killing one another. Uh, 
And uh, Nick, do you want to take an estimate on how many wolves were said to have been killed in this Russian-German tag team? 900. Pretty close. The estimate is 700 wolves were killed, while the rest were displaced to the north, uh, kind of scared off the battlefield. But 700 wolves, even even if that's an exaggerated number and say it's two-thirds of that, like 500, that's a lot of wolves. Yeah, that's uh, that's too many wolves. I bet I bet they're not having conversations in Russia about reintroducing wolves. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably not. But I guess humans just need a common enemy. Both the Germans and the Russians came together there to fight Mother Nature, and sending everything they have on it, they barely won. And then a few months later, the war would end. Talk about one way to go out with a bang. You start your entire war career of fighting your enemy, only to have him as your friend to fight a new enemy that just happened to come up on the board. Wolves. I guarantee you those soldiers probably have PTSD or had PTSD every time they heard a wolf howl. Stopping mid-game to change teams. (laughs) Well, with that being said, that was a time when Russians and Germans came together. And this isn't the first time the Lithuanian wolves the Lithuanian woods would have some interesting animals that would need machine guns and guns and special forces to go after it, and eventually we'll, I will get to that. But that being said, thank you all for listening. Thanks for listening to the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We rarely finish a podcast without missing a point we wanted to bring up, so let us know what we forgot. And if you have a topic you want us to talk about, let us know at Backyard Philosophy on Instagram 